Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Great to be hanging out with you again, Akuo. If you have hung out with us at all this year, you know that the word that God spoke to us to live out this year is ready because we are ready as currently constructed. It hasn't been a matter of building new things within ourselves. This year has been about uncovering the things that are already there and then using those things. And right now we find ourselves in the middle of a sermon series called Sent Out. And what has been driving us from the start of the series is when Jesus looked at a crowd of people that was following him. He looked at them. And when he looked at them, he was overcome with such compassion that it shook his bowels. Then he told his disciples this, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. And we prayed for those workers. We prayed to receive the same kind of compassion for the people that we see around us. And for some of us, we have learned that we are all called to go out and work. Now, after understanding that call, there are a lot of questions and feelings that we all have. One of them might be fear, feeling like we can't possibly do the work that is in front of us. We might be asking for help or for a hero to show up and make sure that everything is easy and safe. Which reminds me of a a hero in a cartoon that I used to watch on TV when I was little. His name was Underdog. Now this show originally ran from 1964 to 1967, so I didn't catch it when it first aired. I'm not that old. However, Cartoon Network started running reruns of this series in 1996, which I was around to watch every single Saturday morning and Sunday night. Now, the way the show would work is like most superhero cartoons, a bad guys would show up, start acting a fool, then underdog would transform out of his, his normal alter ego as shoeshine boy and into his superhero outfit. And y'all, underdog had it all. He had like literally every single superpower in the book. Maybe not literally, but a lot of them. He had super strength, super speed, supersonic flight, physical invulnerability, x-ray vision, super breath, cosmic vision, atomic breath, atomizing eyes, heat vision, ultrasonic hearing, a supersonic high pitch, high five voice, and a great calculating brain. With a collection of powers like this, Underdog literally never lost. He went his entire superhero career undefeated, which is why his catchphrase made so much sense. Every time he would swoop in to save the day, he would say, there is no need to fear, Underdog is here. Now there was one small drawback to Underdog though. As Underdog would defeat the villain that was threatening the city, he would create a ton of collateral damage to the point that in almost every episode, there would be a citizen that would complain about the amount of unneeded collateral damage that Underdog was causing. Each time, Underdog would reply with this. He would say, I'm a hero who never fails. I cannot be bothered with such details. 
Each time Underdog saved the day, it came with a price. A price that he didn't have to pay. Now, for some of us, we found ourselves in a spot where we have been sent out, called out to something greater than ourselves. And when we get there, we look around and we find ourselves on our own. And with that, fear creeps up and it shuts us down. We become paralyzed. And our only hope that we feel like is, is a hero, someone out there that can show up, take away the fear, and then make everything better. But that doesn't really happen for us in the real world. I mean, think about it. How many times have we hoped for a hero to show up in our lives? But the only person that shows up to help actually hurt more than they helped. I mean, sometimes somebody shows up to help and we might end up helping the person more that was there to help us. Or even worse, how many times have we needed a hero in our lives and no one showed up? We just stayed working on our own, feeling like we are failing at the one thing that we have been called to do. So some consolation that you can have in this moment is that as Jesus was getting ready to send out the apostles, uh, he was preparing them for that exact situation. Jesus knew that once the apostles went out on their own, they would feel scared, overwhelmed, and totally alone. So Jesus started to give them advice on how to deal with it. Now here's what Jesus told the apostles as recorded by his friend, and apostle Matthew. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child and children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. And all nations will hate you because you are my followers. But everyone who endures to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one town, flee to the next. I tell you the truth, the son of the man will return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. Now, these are not the most encouraging words that the apostles got to listen to, but this was incredibly important for them to understand. Jesus didn't want them to go out into Israel preaching the gospel that Jesus is the true Savior, the Messiah of their nation, and furthermore, the entire world, without them understanding that they will face incredible opposition. Jesus needed them to know that everyone in their lives had the potential to oppose them to the point of killing them. Not because these guys were, were murderers or evil people, but because they followed Jesus. Now, in addition to this, when they were in the middle of this widespread and malicious persecution, these apostles were expected to persevere, to keep going. The expectation for them was that they would keep on showing up that they would possess enough grit to make sure they continued their word of spreading the good news to Israel. Jesus explains to them that they don't have to continue to pour energy into the, into the towns that don't receive the gospel. He's like, just keep going. Don't be discouraged and give up. Just keep going. Now, going in a new setting for sure, but still going. And then Jesus says this phrase, I tell you the truth, which is something to pay attention to every single time because the next thing that Jesus says is incredibly important. So he says, I tell you the truth. Then he shares that the Son of Man, a phrase used for Jesus, the Son of Man will return before they have reached all the towns of Israel. Now in this, there are a lot of ideas thrown around by academic theologians on what 
he is talking about exactly. Now, the best explanation I've seen so far is that Jesus was telling them that he would return back to heaven before they were able to get through all the towns of Israel, which is telling them how they won't have Jesus around physically for the entirety of their time to share the gospel with Israel. They're going to be on their own. Okay, now let's keep going to see what Jesus shares with the apostles next. He says, students are not greater than their teacher, and slaves are not greater than their master. Students are to be like their teacher, and slaves are to be like their master. And since I, the master of the household, have been called the prince of demons, the members of my household will be called by even worse names. So right here, Jesus is continuing to explain why the apostles are going to face persecution. Essentially, if Jesus is getting messed with, and he's operating like at a totally different level than these guys, then of course these apostles are going to get worse treatment than him. I mean, they have that going for them, which is nice. But for real though, Jesus is trying to get this point across. They will face persecution and they have to be prepared for it. Now there is some good news for the apostles. They have reason to be hopeful for a certain extent. And Jesus shares why. He said, But don't be afraid of those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed, and all that is secret will be known to all. What I tell you now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the rooftops for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. All right, Jesus is giving a message that we see time and again all throughout the Bible. This idea that we should not be afraid. Now, the reason to lack fear during this is that everything is going to come to light. Which right here, I think it means the secret of Jesus being the Messiah. During this time, the world didn't fully understand who Jesus was, mainly because he hadn't died, come back to life, and then risen to heaven just yet. But once that happened, it would be the light of the world. Everyone would be able to find out about it. But at this point, where Jesus is speaking to the disciples, these apostles, it hasn't happened yet. So Jesus is saying, someday it will be known that you apostles were on the right team all along. So don't be afraid to start sharing it everywhere. Scream it from the rooftops. Then he goes into this idea of not being afraid of the people in this world because they can only kill your body. And God is in control of everything for all of eternity. Don't fear the ones that can only kill you now. Worry about the one that has the control of your soul and follow him. Now, right here, I'm pretty sure that Jesus is not implying that true believers might go to hell if they don't always remain faithful to God. I think his point was that God has power over the apostle after he dies, whereas human adversaries can do nothing beyond killing the disciples' bodies. This isn't about saved by works kind of thing. I think he's just really laying it on thick that if they are following God by sharing the gospel of Jesus, then there is no need to fear because they are on the side of the real power at work in this universe. Now, after this, Jesus continues to encourage the apostles. He says, What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows.
all right, this is the good stuff right here. But we got to get some context on the sparrows to understand it better. To ancient Jewish people, the sparrow was something that anyone could buy as food. Everyone kind of knew that if you wanted to eat cheap, you go buy some sparrows because they would only cost a fraction of a day's wage. Like literally the smallest coin that they had, that's how much it cost for them to buy a sparrow for dinner. Kind of like when you go to a taco place that has like three breakfast tacos for like $2, you know, crazy cheap. So Jesus is saying the cheapest food, a sparrow, the least insignificant, the most insignificant thing, God knows everything about it. Every time they fall to the ground, God knows about it. So when it comes to the apostles, he knows every single hair on their heads, so much so that he has numbered each one. Jesus is saying that our God is such a detailed, all-knowing God that he sees every single piece of us. He knows what we're going through. He sees what we're feeling right now. He knows you need someone to show up for you and save you. And he's going to do it. And unlike underdog, who creates damage and cannot be bothered with such details, God bothers with all the details. He knows the hairs on your head. So when it comes to what you are up against, I want you to know that God is into every single detail, including the smallest ones. And a lot of times people think that God only cares about the big stuff. And then it's up to us to deal with the smaller things. And y'all, I'm the worst with this. I'll sit out there and cry out about all these major things in my life, but I won't think to pray about the small stuff because I don't want to bother God with the small things. These are things that I can take care of. But that's not how Jesus says this works. Jesus doesn't even mention the big stuff here because he knows that if we can trust that God has control of the small stuff, of course, he will take care of the big things. So just stop and think about the place that you have been sent out to. Think about the field that you have been sent out to harvest. What are the small things that need to get done that haven't gotten done yet? Think about those things and then pray about them. Ask for God to come through on those things. Then think about like the super mega ultra huge things that need to get done and then ask God to come through those things as well. Akuo, he can do it all. Big, small, doesn't matter. He's got you. And all you have to do is ask. He's there for you. He'll show up for you. He won't make a mess. There won't be any collateral damage. There will truly be no need to fear. Now, the first thing you can do to erase that fear in your life is to get into a relationship with Jesus. Allow him to truly work in your life and to get that free love and protection from Jesus. It's so easy. There aren't any religious hoops for you to jump through. No sacraments, no anything. All you have to do is simply believe. Believe in Jesus and what he did while he was here on this earth. It's not about behavior or holiness. Just simple belief. So if you want to declare or redeclare that belief today, I can help you do that. To do that, all you have to have is a conversation between you and Jesus that we would call a prayer. Now, to help out with this during this time, I understand that this can be scary. You're, you're looking for a hero. You might not have a single hero, but you have an entire Akuo community to pray along with you. 
because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community praying along with you. So if you want to declare your faith in Jesus today, just say something like this between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now, y'all, we are a cool church. And a cool means to listen. And we want to make sure that we are listening to God at all the chances we can get. So what I want to do right now is give you some time within our message, within our service, to do just that. Let's make ourselves available to God right now because the best ability that we can have with him is availability. So if you can, just close your eyes and imagine that you are sitting right there in front of Jesus. And just, we're going to ask a question here. So just imagine you're sitting somewhere with him in the most comfortable place possible and you're there just looking at him. And I want you to ask this question. Just say, Jesus, what are the small things and the big things that I need to trust you with? So we'll take a few minutes to ask and listen and then I'll come back to finish in prayer. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice, for your love, for your grace. Jesus, thank you for today, for these minutes, these seconds right now. Jesus, thank you for the way that you continue to speak to us. Jesus, we ask that you will please be in the situations we find ourselves in. Jesus, we ask that you would please help us understand what you want us to do in the fields that we have been sent out to. Jesus, we pray that you will show us 
the smallest things that we need to hand over to you. Jesus, we ask if you would remind us that even the most difficult situations can be dealt with, that you will be that hero for us right now. Jesus, will you remind us that we have no need to fear when you are here? Thank you for the way that you are going to move in our lives, Jesus. We love you, and we pray all these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful name. Amen. All right, before we finish out, just wanted to talk to you about a few ways that we are asking you to come and serve and be a part of the Akuo mission. Uh, you know, we've been talking about getting sent out and we wanna give you an opportunity to work here in the Akuo community, work in the fields that Akuo has been given. And here at Akuo, there are so many places that you can get linked into that. One of the ways is by going to akuo.church serve and you can get signed up for any of the eight teams that we have going on any single week. Uh, of course, one of the things that we are asking for right now is our cool kids. We're trying to make a push to get five more volunteers that will get us to open up a baby room and a once a month service, uh, once a month serving in there. And the reason that we want that is that there are families that want to be a part of what is happening at Akuo. There are families that are just waiting for the gospel and they can't get here because they don't have anyone to watch their children during that time. So that's why we want you to be a part of this. Now, the next thing that we're gonna have going on is happening this Saturday, October the 28th. We're gonna be having our fourth annual trunk or treat. Y'all, we are so excited. We have people signing up to be one of the cars to hand out candy, and that could be you right now. Just go ahead and go to akuo.church slash sign up, or you can scan the QR code on your screen, and you can sign up to have a car, to help hand out candy, to help uh, set up and tear down, to help cars get in and out safely, uh, to hand out hot dogs, to barbecue hot dogs, to make popcorn, uh, to all kinds of stuff we'll have going on. We want you to be a part of it. Please sign up at akuo.church uh, slash sign up, or get the QR code on the screen. We cannot wait to see you linking to our community during this event. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about are our community groups. Y'all, we have our community groups going all week long, and we really want you to be a part of this. We have so many happening throughout the week, and, and the reason that we want this for you is because this is where you can build your people. You know, we talk about a hero swooping in. Sometimes, when you have a group of people there with you, the times you need a hero get less and less and less. And these people will be Jesus-centered people that are gonna try and love you in the best way possible. We want you to be in a group. And it's because of all these things that I always say, joining a group and being a part of a community that will walk through your life with you could be one of the best things that you do while you're here at Akuo. And y'all, right now we have seven different groups happening on different days and times throughout the week. Now to see all of those, you can scan the QR code on the screen or go to akuo.church slash community to see everything we have going on. Now the other thing I wanna mention is the way that we are generous here at Akuo Church. I want you to know that here at Akuo, as individuals and as an organization, we practice that. Me and my family, we practice that. We make sure that we give time and uh, resources, our team, gives time and resources. Uh, and, and so many of you in the community do just that. And I'm so grateful for you. 
I just want to thank you for being a part of that. And I want you to know that if you give here to Kuo, if you're generous here to Kuo Church, you're not giving to a Kuo, but you're giving to your community through a Kuo. I can't tell you how many times over the last few months a family has called and said, hey, we need help with a phone bill. We need help with electricity. Uh, you know, we need help with rent. There are so many things that have been going on. We need help with food. And we have said yes. And the reason we can say yes is because of you and your generosity. And I just want to thank you for that. Now, one of the ways that you can be generous here, that you can start being generous here, uh, if you haven't heard from the Lord yet, is called the method of generosity called the tithe, which is giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. That'd be a great place for you to start. Now, if you're not in a place to be giving and generous right now, we totally get that. And we want to be linked to you during your tough time if you need something. So if you need something or you know someone that needs something, all you have to do to get in contact with us is go to our website and go to our Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akua.church or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akua Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akua.church. When you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. And we also have our text to give option for that. All you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to AKUO at PO box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate each and every one of you so much. And I'm going to be praying for you. Our team's going to be praying for you now and throughout the rest of the week. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, I ask that as these people put away their phones, turn off their radios, uh, their TVs, their computers, tablets, whatever it is that they are listening to this on, I pray that you would be speaking to them. I pray that you would be reminding them that you are the hero that they need. I pray that you would show them all the ways that you love them and care for the smallest detail in their lives. I pray that you would just poke them this week, that you would show them in a way that they will only understand that you are there. And Jesus, I pray that you would take away the fear that they have in their lives because they would feel how near you are. Jesus, we thank you for everything and we love you and we pray all of these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. All right, that's all that I have for you this week. We'll see you at a community group or we will see you at Trunk or Treat on Saturday from 3 to 6 p.m. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.